Hello? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, what's going on? Um, welcome to the show, man. Derek, I got Derek on today. He want to talk about his foundation, man. Let the people know about your foundation, man. Okay, man. My name is Derek Reynolds, as he said. I'm the founder of the Hugger Dad Foundation. Um, the foundation started out as a father's rights group because I was going to the family law system. I was having a lot of trouble navigating the family law system. Um, then I found out that fathers were having an even tougher time than I was navigating the family law system. So I just felt like something needed to be done. Um, I basically went wrote down my feelings, what I thought should happen, shouldn't happen, and I grew the foundation. That's basically how it started. And what we're trying to do is promote positivity and promote fatherhood and mentorship in our communities because we believe if there were more that were active in their community, in their neighborhoods, in their schools, and things like that, there would be less crime. We have fathers who are active in the home, who were living in the home, or who were able to effectively co-parent with their spouse, with their former spouse. We believe that there will be less crime, dropout rate, less homelessness, because if you look at the numbers that are provided by the government, it shows that fatherhood is um, the main contributor behind a lot of the factors that um, happen to, uh, you know, dictate these social ills that we go through. So that's our message. Uh, we want to treat, we want to teach trade skills to our young people, to our fathers. We want to teach fathers how to navigate the family law system. Uh, we want to help out our, our kids who are aging out of the foster care system with nowhere to go with no trade, and um, we, we put on events that you know, promote the conversation and that uh, let uh, our community know that as men, we are here. And, uh, you know, the but, Hugger Dad Foundation. Oh, go ahead. But, man, it, it, you're fighting an uphill battle, man, because they they really don't want us in the house, man, with all these, with all these uh, programs, man. These oh, yeah, uh, sure. cash assistance and 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 and, and it's hard as a you know I me mean, black man to uh, stay positive on on these such things. What are some things you you tell you know I me mean, somebody that's rarely knew about the system and want to be a part of that to get some mentorship, man? Because it, it's a hard it's a hard thing, man. It's a Trust hard me, thing. I know to be a father. Trust me. Trust me, I know. When I was going to family court, you know, I used to feel like I was alone because they have the lawyer, they have some other county officials and stuff. They'll all be sitting with my son's mom. And when they get up and they go to the back room to talk, they all follow her. I'm sitting out there by myself. So I know exactly what it's like. And uh, that's part of the reason why I started the Hugger Death Foundation, to give fatherhood a community. to, And not to give fatherhood a community, but to add to it because... Uh, there are already a bunch of fatherhood organizations that are already doing great work. But what I want to do is I want to organize that and make us into a voter block to where, you know, when we say when we agree on something, the politicians have to listen. If they don't listen, then we don't support them or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I want to create a community where, you know, we have these different groups like we already do fatherhood. Uh, meetings every Tuesday from five to seven where I live at and we're trying to expand them 
We're trying to give fathers a place to go to, to where, you know, you can come to me, I can come to you. We can ask for advice. We can give each other, you know, we help each other out because that's all we got right now. The commute, the, the, like this system, do you feel like the system need to be reformed for child support? Do you think the system need to be reformed? 100%. It does. 100%. Because it's like, you know, you got to pay to you got to pay to be in the life of your child, you know, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody ever going to ask you anything about seeing your kids, but they'll be on you about that child support. Nobody cares mm-hmm. how often you see your kids. They just want you to pay that child support, but they should be concerned with you forming a relationship with your child. So, yeah, I, you know, I definitely think you should I, get some reform, man. Yeah, that, that definitely needs reform. And I know where I live at in the state of Kansas, we also need reform to uh, our protective orders, how they're given out, because, you know, they're given to women easily. But, you know, like myself, I tried to go get one because I got pepper sprayed by my son's grandmother while I was trying to execute my court order time. When I tried to go get one, they told me no. But she got one. She got a protection, protection from stalking order out against me. And she show up to where I be at. She show up to the police stations where I go and drop my son off at. So how am I stalking you? You coming to where I'm at. She even been she even showed up to my house one time. So now we got these protective orders that's going out on these men. And these women are these women can't violate. Only we can. If she call my phone and I call her back, I'm in violation. So there's there's plenty of things that need reform. And, you know, what the Huggadad Foundation is trying to do is trying to vote in or vote out these politicians who ain't trying to legislate on our behalf. Again, I, I like what you're doing, man, because, man, it's, it's definitely it's mentally tolling, man. And sometimes people be blanking out, man. You see a lot of people cases where the man get tired and he kills his baby mom and the kid. You know what I mean? I don't think that is right, but it, it the the mental pressures, you know what I mean, can get the best of you. And I I, I appreciate the out, you know, the outreach you're doing with these brothers, and you know what I mean, and all the you know what I mean fathers out here matters what color you are, because it's much needed, man. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of people just blanking out, you know what I mean, and turning off the oh, baby I- mom's water, you know what I mean, and TV off, man. So it. I appreciate you doing that, man. Well, I think it's necessary, man. We gotta, we gotta turn this around. You know, I, there's so many things that I feel like I could have done or could have been doing differently if I had had my father. And mm-hmm. you know, I see him already in my son, where I'm making a, a huge difference, a huge impact on in his life. My son that you know I don't live with, and for my son that I do live with. I see a mm-hmm. huge impact on just me being there for them, you know, teaching them, my daughter as well. You know, fathers are necessary, especially good fathers. You know, this is something that's needed. We need it a lot more. And, you know, our message, nothing of the Hugger Dad Foundation is, you know, in any way, um, you know, against motherhood or anything like that, because that's not the case. We believe that motherhood is important, but we also believe that fatherhood is important. And we, and we think that, you know, these, these family court systems are definitely against fathers. These family lawyers 
um, you know, they just go in there and they could say whatever. And there's no repercussions for them repeating lies, you know, um, repeating these allegations that get men locked up or um, with their record that they lose their kids. I know plenty of men who have lost their children or false allegations. And then when the allegations show that it's false, then, you know, it's okay. Well, we're sorry. And, you know, now y'all put me through all this. I spent all this money, all this time. Might have ruined my reputation. And then it's just, okay, that's it. You know? What what do you feel like that needs to happen with these false allegations? Do you think the person that gives the false allegations should be um, uh, taken care of by the courts and, and, and need to do some time? Or how do you feel like they should be treated or handled? I mean, at the at the very least, I feel as though when, you know, let's say you have a father who's trying to see his child and the mother is stopping him. Okay. If she's saying things that's keeping this man away from his children and they are proven to be false, then I feel like, you know, in that case, he should be awarded custody of his children. He should be awarded at least at least what he was looking for. I mean, I'm not the biggest law person. I don't want to. I don't know, but I definitely feel like there should be some punishment dealt out, especially to the person who was who was making up these false allegations. There should be some type of punishment dealt out. I know for me, only thing I'm looking for is to be able to, you know, have that time with my son. And that's the key, man. And that's I have a daughter myself, man. And it it, it feel like, man, some of them, like I had an episode with this brother named Nathaniel, Nathaniel, uh, brother Nathaniel, and I was talking to him about how the some of these, you know, I me mean, women are using this as using their kids as pawns, and you know, what I mean, child support as a weapon to hurt us, you know, what I mean, to push, you know, what I mean, push us back from our kids. And create a divider, you know what I mean, to to make us break. What's your thoughts on that, right. man? Oh, you know, because um, the mom taught them how to do that. You know what I mean? It's it's feel like a generational curse where the the mom did it to her. You know what I mean? Their father. You know what I mean? The, you know what I mean? The woman's father. So she's repeating the system. Yeah, and the the bad part about it is, so let's say you do have a son, you know, you keeping your son away from his father. Your son is going to grow up to be a man one day. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that he won't run into a woman that is on the same on the same trajectory that you were on 15, 20 years ago or whatever. Now, from a mother's perspective, she might look at it like, well, no, I'm going to raise him to be this and I'm going to raise him to be that. Well, my mom would probably say the same thing, but you don't agree with that right now, do you? So who's to say in 20 years, some other girl is going to agree that you raised your son to be this perfect gentleman. And no matter how much of a good job you do, which, you know, we can't lie. Like there aren't mothers who have done a great job with raising their sons by themselves. But at the same time, there is still missing. There's still key things missing from that man because he did not have, you know, that relationship with his father per se, like, you know, just being a husband. You know, learning how to, you know, uh, run a household, knowing how to de-escalate arguments with a woman, you know, that you live with, you know, your girlfriend or your wife. 
these things, you have to learn these things. How do you learn these things unless you learn them from a man? You can't learn them from a woman. And you can't learn how to be a man from a woman, no matter how tough or, you know, whatever the case may be. She can teach you how to be, you know, productive, but she can't teach you how to be a good man. And so I feel like, you know, these women need to realize this because who's to say 20 years ago, I mean, 20 years later, you won't be sitting in court with your son and it's the same lawyer that you hired 20 years ago. Now she's on the other side doing the same thing. Who's to say? So a lot of these mothers, who's to say? Like a lot of these mothers need to realize that, that, you know, you can do a great job at raising somebody, but there's things that are needed from the father. And just because you don't think he's, you know, this or that, that doesn't mean that child doesn't. So I think that's something that needs to be realized. Man, I just think I just think people just need to get out and heal from the you know what I mean the 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 bitter the bitterness and and the letdown whatever they gotta do but at the end of the day that's not the it's it's not between the kid you shouldn't bring your kid into that you know what I mean that's, kid, you know what I mean that happened to me that happened to me you know what I mean with my ex wife she we got a divorce you know what I mean and. She's not satisfied with the decision she made, you know what I mean? And she took me all through child support and, you know what I mean, pull up on my house unannounced, come to, you know what I mean, drop off times all messed up, you know what I mean? They like to play that game. I don't know what they get out of it, man, but they like to play that game, you know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? They want to put that unhappiness on you. But, again, man well, – um, one thing I like to say that, uh, you know, fatherhood today is based on a standard that's set by the family court system and the feelings from resent. You know, that's what that's what that's what judges us, because, you know, let's say like uh, I might I might pick my son up at a certain time on a certain day. And if I can't do that at that time, I might call ahead and say, hey, um, I can't pick them up at this time you know, tomorrow. So can I come, can I get them the night before or can I get them like two, three hours early, you know, something like that. And it's a no, it's a no. And then when I can't show up on time or if I'm late, then it's, oh, you're a bad father. You don't even show up on time for your own kids. That's feelings of resent that, you know, that's trying to trap you into something to make you look bad at any expense. You know, right now my son's mom, were complaining to me about a medical bill. I said, okay, put them on my insurance. And she'll tell you no. She'll tell me no. But she don't oh, trust no, me. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You can barely even get a social security number, man. They don't even want you to know your own kid's social security number. Yeah, yeah and so I'm working you, on that, too. I'm working on that, they, too. Matter of fact, I had, to, I, had to get my, I had to get my last name hyphenated onto my son's last name because I couldn't even get that. Man, I, and it, I had to, it, it be. my lawyer. My lawyer didn't even get that for me. I got that pro se, and that's why I started telling dad, "Man, we don't need no lawyers, man. All we need to do is educate ourselves on how to go to court, what to say, be precise on what we want, and we go and we just get it ourselves." Because right now, 
we spending five, ten thousand dollars on lawyers that's not getting us nothing anyway. Man, I, I went to uh, I went to go sit with a lawyer. I had to pay two hundred dollars, and he said that's to take my case. It was going to cost me e- evenly a six thousand dollars just to do my case for two. You know what I mean? For thirty minutes of you know what I mean? Thirty minutes of court. You know what I mean? How how's that fair? You know, I didn't commit no crimes. I didn't sell no. I didn't sell no bricks. You know what I mean? I didn't get no DUI. How's that child support? court, you know I me, mean, child court so much compared than any criminal charges. You know I me, mean, criminal court. Does that, that that doesn't make sense to me. They'll tell you that it's in the best interest of your child though. And so if you spend six thousand and now you get your kid and you ain't got no money to do nothing with him, you barely could pay your bills now, whatever you behind on stuff, you had to take loans out or whatever. They don't care about that. And then I've seen a lot of brothers get backdated from all the way from birth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, see, that's another thing. So this is something I'm talking about, like, where there should be some type of repercussions for this, where if you, if, if you, you know, let's say you have, you get a woman pregnant or whatever, and she can keep you out of the picture. You don't, she don't have to tell you nothing about what's going on with the pregnancy when she do. She can give birth to this baby and you don't know nothing about it until you get a letter in the mail saying that you owe money and you need to take the DNA test if you if you disagree. Like in order to not pay this not pay this check, you need to provide us with a DNA test that this is not your baby. So you don't find out about the kid until it's in the mail. I was going to find out about my son like that. The only thing about me was I just kept calling, kept calling. I kept calling. I called any family member, any number I could find. I called from a different number. I just keep calling. And eventually, they answered the phone, and I was able to get in there. But I found out that I was having a son because I was just bored one night, and I typed my son's mother's name on Google, and her baby registry came up. And I looked on her baby registry, and it was boy stuff. That's how I found out I was having a boy. And I was so hyped that night. Like, I didn't know nothing else. I just knew I was having a boy. So, what, man, let's get to your – what trades are you going to try to teach um, and mentor uh, these uh, – what kind of trades are you going to have for these brothers? Oh, uh, yeah. So, right now, I've uh, talked to um, – an electric, uh, an, an electric company. I've uh, talked to uh, some people in construction. I, uh, I have a guy who welds. I used to weld myself, but I can't do it anymore. Health issues, but um, and then I have. Uh, I'm working on getting this uh, HVAC guy, and that's where I'm gonna start off with, somewhere in there, and um, we're gonna start. We're gonna get us, you know, an area where. We, and we're going to start teaching these kids how to, you know, do at least the basic, you know, something that they can catch on to, you know, fairly quick. So that instead of going out in the streets to try to rob or sell drugs, you know, they built up a little confidence because now they know you know, I can I can do some wiring on the house or I can, you know, I could put up a light fixture or a ceiling fan or I could do some welding, you know. I know how to do something that can get me some money. I don't have to go out and commit crimes or do anything, 
anything wild like that. And um, we have a lot, you know, I've heard stories about young kids aging out of the foster care system without anywhere to go or without any type of trade or job or whatever. I want to be able to help them kids so that by the time they come out of the foster care system, they can go to a transitional home or they have a skill that they've been learning. You know, my wife is, um, is you know, in the, in the medical field and I want her to be our teacher so she can teach, you know, some of the young kids like CNA, CMA stuff. By the time they get out of high school or age out of foster care system, they've been in their trade for three, four years or whatever. They're pretty good. They, they, they're pretty well set. So why why y'all don't have no schools like that for um in high school? Because I'm I, you know I me mean? I grew up down in Tennessee a little bit and we had like programs like that in, our, in the schools. I think that's I that mean, could help if the if 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 the public schools went back to that. You know what I mean with programs. What you think yeah, about 100%, that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you know if they're not doing it, you know we got to move. We got to make a move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would be more than happy to, you know, have that into the schools or whatever. But you know, we can't wait. And yeah. I'm pretty sure there are there are programs and stuff like that. But you know, I want my program to be free. I want it to, you know, be there for the kids who, you know, these young kids are sitting in, you know, places where they might not look right for them. You know, they might not see a future for themselves. They might feel like, well, the only thing I can do is this one particular thing. I'm not going to make it past this particular age. You know, those kids who, they might not even be going to school. You know, they might not even be able to go to school. Or the school they might go to, don't teach it, whatever. I want to be able to reach out to those kids who don't feel like they have, you know, a future possible for them. I want to be able to show them that you do. So then you don't go to jail and you're saying, oh, I had no other option. Or this is all I could do to make some money. No, there's plenty of other things you could do, and I want to show it to you. Because, you know, growing up, I didn't know about welding. I never really thought about railroading. These are things that I've done, you know, as I grew older. But when I was younger, these types of trades weren't, weren't glaring to me. You know, it was supermarkets then you know, nursing homes and things like that. And we all know that those don't those jobs don't really pay the, the best. So yeah, I want to be able to teach these kids how to make some money to be able to take care of themselves. So that, you know, the guy who's selling drugs or something like that doesn't look so enticing to them. That's a, you know, I mean, everybody you know what I mean? In a fuck in a messed up way, man. Um, looked up to them, them guys, the flashy guys, man. And that's that's a hard thing to, you know what I mean, beat out of kids' house, you know what I mean, with all the propaganda of music, little dirt, you know what I mean? Um, all these rappers, people wanna live like that, man. Nobody wanna be electricians no more. Or they think they gotta be Kobe, you know what I mean, or LeBron. So that's that's definitely gonna be a challenge with the, the youth, man. Yeah. Yeah, we need we need some more uh we need some more people like uh I can't remember his name, but the father from everybody hates we need some more skilled yeah, trade men. Yeah. Julia. Yeah, we need some skilled trades men. We need some and you know another thing that we need is we need some men 
who are working in the schools, who are working in social work fields and stuff like that. But the problem is that these jobs don't really pay very well. So if you if you are looking at it from the aspect of being a um, a leader of a household, you know you might wanna you might need to make a little bit more money than thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour. So with these jobs set so low, a lot of times men don't really go into these jobs. There's not a lot of men who work in you know a lot of these schools, and you know like recently I was just trying to do a little campaign of. Um, staffing our juvenile detention facility, our residential facility for that. And um, a lot of men aren't just walking around with, you know, 15 credits of social work. You know, some of our men who I feel like were perfect for that job have already been in there. But you can't, you know, I mean, your record has to be a certain way in order for you to work these jobs. And I feel like all of those things are in place to keep from advancement because we need more men in these positions. And in order to get more men in these positions, we need to pay a higher wage. And how, as a man, how am I going to convince this young man that he should take the, uh, the legit route when I'm pulling up and, you know, some beat up vehicle and the dude that he know who lives on his streets who sell drugs or who do whatever, He's living way better than me. It's going to be difficult, like you were just talking about. It's going to be difficult for me to convince him that going my route is better. I'm not making no money, and I'm working twice as hard. And I feel like those things are set in place on purpose. You know, it definitely is, because the street is always going to recruit. It's always going to recruit the youth. The street is yeah. always recruiting, like Coach K, all of them. Bobby yeah. Knight, you can go all the way back in the college basketball. You can call that that's the analogy for the streets. It's always recruiting. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's always recruiting. Exactly. And and the problem is when it looks so it looks so easy, you know, you just see guys standing around and they make good money compared to you gotta go to school, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, and then you're only gonna make a little bit of money. You know, it don't they look that as appealing. They're in debt. Sometimes you get exactly. 150k in debt. So then that's the issue. You know they need to pay. The, and I feel like a lot of these things are set in place. Like you know you might like for me, uh, for example, I'm looking at the politicians and I'm thinking like, okay, if the government shows has these numbers that say, you know, high school dropout rates, you know, homelessness, you know, um, homicide, crime rate, and all these different things. You know, one of the key factors behind most of these are fatherlessness. I would think that someone would move on that, but nobody has. Instead, we have these private prisons popping up. And then when you look into these private prisons, the corporations who build them, you know, they're donating to these politicians. You know, these special interest groups are donating to these politicians. So while we're trying to make sense to politicians, they already made up their mind because their pockets are already been full, they're filled. And that's another thing what I was talking about earlier about fatherhood becoming a voting block. A lot of times these people get these things passed or, or blocked things because they put money in the politician pocket. We might have to grease the palm in order for us to get somewhere. I don't know. 
But I, that's how I, I think even the grease in the palm, even even grease in the palm, man. They they like it how it is, man. I don't care you're Democrat, re, Democrat, Republican. All of them grease. They're all at the same picnic. And yeah. to, we, to realize to the answer to our questions, we ain't never gonna move forward. You know what I mean? It's bigger than what? this Democrat Republican, man. To the you know you ask them questions. How are we gonna lower crime rate? How are we gonna help the drop? You know what I mean? Dropout percentage go down for high school kids and in general. To we start asking them questions, it's you know what I mean instead of just voting because it's somebody. But but what I was gonna say, one thing is that I that I also feel as though is that we should try to work on this without involving them. Like with, with, with my foundation, I, I want to be able to keep families together. I want to be able to help keep families together. I want to be able to help mediate, help, you know, I'm hoping that a mother and a father work it out because family lawyers don't make money if families work things out. They make money off of our, off of our demise of our families. So if we work things out, we don't need you. And then in that case, we don't need the politicians to legislate for us because we're working things out amongst each other. And that's a big thing I feel like. I feel like like with me and my son's mother, we shouldn't have the state and the, and the county in our business. We should be able to work things out mutually. You know, like if he got a sporting event, it shouldn't matter on who day it's on, he should be able to go and whoever else want to show up should be able to show up. But when you got these situations where these mothers know that ain't nobody going to do nothing. Ain't no law out here that's going to get me in trouble. They have no reason to change up the way they do things. I think the biggest so, thing is, man, we we as a people need to get psychological help, man, and and take our mental health serious because we really look at some how some people, even mothers, fathers act. It's got to be a mental thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's just... just like when you know, for a father, just like for a man, if his dad wasn't in his life or his dad treated him a certain way, sometimes that's what he's gonna reflect on his own children. You know, like you said, we need psychological help, and I would hope I would, you know, that would be the preferred method is that we can work things out amongst each other, and we don't even need to go to the politicians. But it all takes, especially you know, especially in the black community and communities in general, for a, a, a single father to move on, I feel like they feel like that gives them the right to put him on child support, get the supermax. I'm going to dictate, I'm going to tell him, oh, he can't have his, his kid around this new person. Come on, he, that's not that's not even, that don't even sound right. What that got to do with my kid? Yeah. But that's the that. kind of games we got to go through. And they'll be while they're telling you that you can't have a certain female around your kid, they be they might be sending you pictures of your kid hugging up on another man talking about this is new dad. I've seen it exactly. Man. Exactly, man. And, and I feel like the 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 the, the courts need to look into this, man. I they will shut you down so quick. With any evidence, it could be anything. They don't want to hear it. You, you, you know what I mean? Your voice doesn't matter. 
And I, like I said, I appreciate what you're doing because, man, people need to hear this because they don't take our voice serious. But that doesn't even need to be evidence. It just needs to be said. For me, it just needed to be said. When I was in court with my son's mother, she didn't need no evidence. She could say that she put her, that I put my hands on and I can come to court. Like I did come to court with a text message that was from her phone that, you know, basically where she was explaining how I never put my hands on her, how she appreciate the fact that I don't reciprocate her actions, how she respect the fact that I said I'd always be there for her, and all this, you know, you know, all this post-argument clarity, you know, oh, I realized I messed up. Now, when I show that text, it doesn't mean nothing. Nobody takes that text message serious. They said, but they take I, serious of the fact that she said it, that she said that I, I put see, my hands on it. And I see firsthand, I had a bunch of receipts. Man, I had receipts for days, paying for half a daycare, clothes. They don't want it. They don't, that's a gift. Yeah, that's I was going to say that. Gift, tell you that's a gift. How is this a gift, me taking care of my kid? How does this not equate that I, I am in my kid's life? But y'all still want to put me on the system to violate me if I don't if yeah. I if I miss a payment if I one time I got a letter one time I just got on you owe four hundred dollars so we can suspend your license oh, yeah like <laughs> how's that how are you oh, gonna yeah. send me a letter I just got on that doesn't even make sense and, and, and yeah. a lot of these brothers and a lot of these brothers out here just getting out of jail and. And you already know the cars already stacked against them. These brothers got felonies, and a lot of companies don't hire felons. So and a lot you, of you just want to double violate them. A lot of places, your child support still accrues while you're in jail. Exactly. Wow! Wow! <laughs> you're in prison. Yeah. Exactly. And I hate. I, I don't like child support, especially for the fact of me, because I want to see my son. Like, mm-hmm. you know how um, a lot of times there'd be, you know, these situations where the mom be like, you know, I wish, you know, I need, I need him to go somewhere because, you know, I need to go to work or how, you know, he's eating, you know, a whole bunch of food he's growing, you know, um, and I need help with this or that. So where I come from is, okay, send him to my house because I don't want to pay your light bill because a lot of, a lot of times women say, well, don't you want to pay for where your son lives? You know, he used the lights here and this and that. Okay, we'll send him to my house. Here, you lights in my house. I really don't want to pay your light bill. I'd rather pay my own light bill or my son is at my house with me running on my light bill or eating food out of my refrigerator or whatever. Send him to my house. But you can't tell me that you are in the best interest and you're having trouble with the light bill. But it's all about the Especially check, man, at the end of the day. It's, it's all about the check. Yeah. It is all about it's the all check. about the check. There, you know, of course, you know. I just want to be clear. There are some fathers out there who are not, you know, stepping up to their responsibilities and doing what they're supposed to be doing. There's some but, great mothers out here too, but it, but it's also professional breeders out here. You know what I mean? Excuse my friends that like to just have kids and to just live off the kids as checks. You know what I mean? Well, I, you know well, what I mean. Well, let me tell you this. There is a certain type of uh, there's a certain type of uh, pride 
that some of these mothers get from being a single mom. You know, a lot of these mothers want to be Wanda Durant or, you know, I can't remember LeBron James' mother's name, but um, his mother. You know, they want to be the mother who raised the boy in the hood by themselves and, you know, they made it through. You didn't do it by yourself. Yeah, no, that's what I'm did saying. It by themselves. They, they want assistance. They want to be able to say that they did it by themselves. And that's the problem. Since they want to be able to say that they did it by themselves, that's what they want. Like when I told my son's mom that I would put him on my on my insurance, she said no, because you, you're untrustworthy. I'll just, I just continue paying everything like I've been doing. Because that's what you want to be able to say, that you're doing it by yourself. Feeling great about a bet, then you hit the in your head. So, so you know, that's where it's at. And that's, that's a big problem there. Brother Derek, how can they reach out to donate to your foundation and, and support this foundation? Uh, hold on one second. Sorry, I just. What? I got it. I don't know. Hold on. Sorry, I had to kill a spider for my for my wife and kids. But uh, so the way you can find me is uh so like I said, my name is Derek Reynolds. Uh you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and my name Derek Reynolds. You can also look up the Hugger Dad Foundation on Facebook. Um if you type in Hugger Dad Foundation in Google, my information will pop up. Right now, we are working on the website. You know, it's going to be up soon, but we're trying to make it better. So I can't give, you know, I can't be contacted through the website now, but you can also have my email address at huggadad at gmail.com. It's not that difficult to get in touch with me. Uh, Like I said, my information is pretty much out there on Google. Um, And others who are looking for any assistance with you know, trying to navigate the family law system, contact me. What I've been doing is I've been working with some dads. We just come up with a game plan. Um, I just give you the information that I know. Um, it's not, you know, the most information. I'm not a lawyer, but I just help you not make the mistakes that I made. And um, even if you do hire a lawyer, you can still hit me up because I can give you some tips on what to look out for with this lawyer. So, you know, that's what I just try to do. Just try to help dads come up with a decent game plan to get their kids back because that's what I care about. All right. Thank you, Derek Riddles, for uh, for coming on here, man, and telling you about your foundation, man, and giving us uh, some game about, you know what I mean, uh, the system. I appreciate yeah, no you problem. coming on, man. Have a good Father's Day, man. Um, appreciate you. I appreciate you doing your work, man. And this is Rod's Uncensored Podcast. I'm Rod, and Derek came on, and we out.